What's my name again? No. What's yeah. my name again? That was a classic. Definitely yes. a classic. Uh, good. We probably had that one on there before. I was going to say, I think you. we've probably played that one. You're probably like, this it's podcast again? I'm listening to this? I've already heard this before. Eh, you know, it's fine. There was we'll one time. We'll have to make a list, go back and listen to all the songs that we nah, played. There's plenty. We were getting feedback one time from Steven Fiorentino. Um, and he was like, giving me, he's like, hey, I think you should do do this for the music or that for the music. I think it was like maybe blues because of Blue City. <laughs> and I'm like, Steven, you got to talk to Matt about the music. And he was like, what? It's Matt for the music? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not me. Yeah, so. I don't know if people realize how... Um, why complicated the music situation is? How, and well, how I was going to say that, how yeah. wide base Matt's music love is. It goes everywhere, all directions. Even dubstep, dub dubs, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to some country too. Probably that could be something I'm going to initiate. But I'll He's listen gonna to listen it. to country because I listen tolerate. to country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tolerate, yeah, tolerate. I mean, no, the, it's, the it's newer okay. country is good. It's alright. Like it's it's not as twangy. That's what a lot of people don't like about older country. It's a twang. Yeah. So. Or you, if like you're, you like country? I mean, I like country. I've been to a lot of country concerts. I went to one fun. this year. What did we go to? When Tobo didn't know who Kenny Chesney was, I was I'm like, like Tobo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't be a DJ if you don't know. I mean, yeah. like that's just a rule. If you don't know who Kenny Chesney is, he does have some holes in his music game. Yeah, it's just we got country. a. No, because Matt had no, a, I, I, a couple I've mentioned songs. some pretty big bands like that you should just know. I mean, you know, I'll play it for him. But, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Like, how do you not have heard the name of that band before? Like Van Halen. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, uh, come Halen. on. Yeah, you have to, we gotta, I don't care if you've never if you've never pulled them up and listened to them. You had to have at least heard the band name. I had no idea who Charles Barker was. Blink one eighty two guy. Oh, Travis Barker. Travis Barker. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know Charles Barker. I thought Barker you were going to say Charles Barker. Barker is what I thought you were saying. Travis Barker. There you go. Yeah. Clearly, you still don't know who he is. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think Tobo needs to go because this is one of Matt's favorite games when we're in the car. Let's tell Tobo what he should do. No, I'm just telling him that he Are should go on a yeah. he should go on a car ride with Matt because Matt likes to be like he'll play a song and then he'll like turn up. Who is it? And We've I'm like, played this game before yeah. with Matt. No, me and to- Tobo and I, like oh, okay. our roommates, were like first guess the song on shuffle. Ah, mm. well, there you go. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, Matt would, kind of Matt would make a would uh, expand his horizons. Is what I'm saying. You know, I so. gave him some good. I just gave him yeah, some good, give him good some lead-ins. Good stuff, and he's like, so. oh, this is epic. I'm gonna do that on one of my oh, one the, of my tracks. The money for nothing. Yeah, because yeah. like I, I, all those bands have, you know, because because everybody in the audience. Most people in the audience would know the songs. So if he takes like a seven to 15 second click, mm-hmm. clip out of that, and then does like, you know, goes into his original music, I think it's good. Yeah. He can put together a good banger. Good banger. Banging. <laughs> all right. Well, now that you've got all of our DJ backgrounds. Yeah, now that we figured out, <laughs> figured out <laughs> what figured out Tobo should be doing. Things. Yeah, poor Tobo. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, he, does, he does great. He does awesome. You should go check him out. What's his name now? It is formal. It's still formal. He's changed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a possibility of change in the future. He changed his Instagram handle though. It's it's just Tobo right now. Yeah, it's not formal. <laughs> it's 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 something like every two months, <laughs> different handle. Um, That's all right. Anyways. Anyway, the boys <laughs> are tired. The boys are tired. They watched some UFC last night. Yes, Hamza Chimaev. <laughs> Nate Diaz. <laughs> yeah, Nate Diaz on. Um, Hamza messed it all up with his weigh-ins. He was. So he had to weigh in at 170, and he just stepped on the scale at 179. Yeah. Like, that's like three-way classes. Not that bad. <laughs> yeah. He walked off and goes, it's not that bad. 
Uh, I, I, somebody that's told me that um, his doctor, it, the, his cut was going so bad, his doctor told him to kill it. No, they did. Yeah. That is official. Dana White said it in the press conference last night. I just have a question. Why are they going into these camps like 30 pounds overweight? I mean, you train at that. I mean, same thing as weight, like you weightlifting. You train at 200 pounds and then you drop to weightlifting. 170. Weightlifting, you try to get literally as you know, as, as it, low in the weight class or in a weight class as you possibly can. But weightlifters are not making that drastic of a cut. They're doing yeah, like a 10 pound cut. Like these guys are doing insane cuts. Some people get like 20 pounds overnight. I just, I don't understand it. they dehydrate so badly that they like have to, yeah, they'll put on 20 pounds it's of insane. water. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if you weigh 190, okay, let's say you go to 155 weight class and you could be 190. I mean, walking around at like 190 and practicing and, you know, carrying on that muscle, mus- muscle, muscle, muscles. <laughs> I was going to say that muscular structure and you cut drastically to get down to 155, and then you put on 20 pounds overnight, and you're back up at like 175, maybe even like 180 by the time you're fighting, you have a huge advantage over somebody that's basically stretching to get to that 155 weight class. Well, so yeah. I like um, yes. in high school wrestling, they weigh them at the beginning of the year, and then they're only allowed to make such an X amount of cut. They can't make more than that, and I think like, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand. Not in the UFC. I understand with the UFC it's different because you're not like as regulated and it, the season goes all year round and it's a whole different beast. But it's like, I feel like you should only be able to lose like X percentage of weight because at a certain point, like you're, I don't know. Maybe we can get Dana White on the podcast next time. <laughs> you can suggest that to him. I'm sure they don't care anyway what I think or feel about the situation, but I just think a it's insane that that's it. what they do. Yeah, a lot of people talk about it. Like Joe Rogan's like, it's all messed up. It's so messed up. I mean, that's so unhealthy for you. It's so bad for your body. And they're choosing to do that. And then they're doing stupid things and punching and kicking each other in the face. So that's not good either. But they have a couple guys that I heard about. I can't remember their names, but um, they have like a lot of people that are in like their fifties now that are like having huge kidney failure. Shocker! A bunch of stuff like that from all the weight cuts. Yo-yoed so much. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a guy right now. um, But see, that's like I guess. Daddy the baddie. Daddy the fatty. They call him his <laughs> nickname yeah. too. But he's like, you know, even after the fight, he's like in the post game preference you know, or post game conference, eating pizza mm-hmm. and drinking beer and stuff like that. And he gets up to like two hundred pounds. And I think he, I don't know what he fights at. One fifty five. One fifty five. So he's like forty five pounds heavier. That's insane. And so, he, he's proud of it. Like they joke. Yeah. They joke about it. He's like, oh man, I like eating food more yeah. than having abs. But it's he's like, like I'd if you. Be fat and happy. But my my question to that is how is he's really he's good right now mm-hmm. and he's he's got the the kind of the the light shining on him but it's like how good could you be if you would eliminate yeah. just yo-yoing that much you know like not to say that you need to walk around with a 12-pack ab no all the time and he doesn't just need to he, well he doesn't need to celebrate after he gets a fight but i mean you know he, let's say he cuts down to 155 five he's fighting at like 170 you know walk around at like 180 yeah. an extra 20 pounds you've got to cut now mm-hmm. i mean it, as he gets older obviously it's going to get more and more difficult yeah you can't do that when as your age as much and i mean think about how much better of a career you know in five years when your career is over fucking go eat all the pizza you want i mean I, it's yeah it doesn't make sense to me when teddy brings up like now there's all these fighters with kidney failure or other things like it's going to be football where they're oh concussion's not a big deal it's yeah. no big deal and now it's like so much is focused on concussions in football, and I think that's probably yep. the UFC is going to start putting some regulations in there at some point when all these people are now, 
getting to that point where they're done fighting and they're 20 years post fighting and their bodies are just destroyed and they realize the damage that they've done. So. Yeah, I mean, when I retired, I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have the Matt did same amount of damage. <laughs> Those cuts weren't as deep. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today? What do we got for uh, topics? I think we're going to talk uh, about some of the camp switching around that's going on this year after the games musical chairs musical chairs and i think it's um interesting this year because there's been a lot of switching they're switching every year and some of it's just like it's time to move on you just want something different after a while you follow the same program sometimes you get pretty bored with it so yeah um you just need to change it up but i feel like this year there's been kind of some big exoduses at different camps and uh it's going to be exits, whatever. I'm going to look say. that one yeah. up. I don't think that's... Ex- well, an exodus would be... Exoduses. Yeah, I, like I was... Uh, I like it. Plural. I was trying to plural it. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Add that ES at the end. Yeah. Um, this show's going to be interesting to see how all of these kind of play out and yeah. whatnot. So. I mean, there's... Yeah. Um, there's two two levels here. You know, you get the athlete moving to a camp program coach you know whatever you want to consider that and then you also you know we when we talked about that in our you know our group text affiliates and non-professional crossfitters they'll kind of tend to follow or you know kind of get caught up in that rah-rah also so it's like you know people leaving or joining Mm -hmm. or oh i don't like that programming anymore it's like you said it i think there's a level of somebody following a program for a little while even at even at the mm-hmm. affiliate level and then they i don't know if they, it, the, the grass seems greener on the other side of the mm-hmm. fence my philosophy is the grass is always greener until you have to go cut it and it, you know there's only so many ways that you can you know kind of chop this stuff up and things like that mm-hmm. but this is the, this is the, you know so we can talk about that maybe a little bit but this is a level of you know the, the average crossfitter isn't going to join um comp train or they're not going to join mayhem they're not going to join brute and get the same level of coaching and individualism as like the true like mm-hmm. top level athlete is sorry the average crossfitter is not going to yes correct the so, grass is greener where you water it yes that is that's another one too <laughs> um so i think the biggest one that kind of happened actually in season this year was danielle brandon and so she was at um underdog, underdog. i didn't even list that on there Oops. Um, she was at underdog and then in the middle of season, not even in the middle middle of season, it was like a month before before the game, which is kind of in in my historical recollection. I think that's, um, that's, I don't think that's been done. That's, you know, somebody leaving a month before the games. I mean, usually you're trying to lock things down. I mean, that's, I think that's kind of unprecedented for something like that to happen. Well, Agreed. and she said it was not ideal, right? Like she yeah. was like, that was not ideal. I didn't want to do it. But um, I think her and Kotler butted heads about something and they just decided to part ways. It was better for everyone involved. So, um, I mean, kudos to her. She still went, showed up at the games and kicked butt. And I, I think from a standpoint, like yeah. Kotler's probably best she's ever done, right? Kicking himself for in sure. the butt a little bit too because that's an athlete under your name that's you know no longer there. So, but I think that one it seemed there was a lot, maybe a lot of drama going on at that camp. Yeah, more personal than yes professional reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might yeah. have been. You never know. I mean, you, you can only which I think is okay. I mean, that's mm-hmm. going to happen in CrossFit more than more so than like a. A different sport, you know, like where you're yeah. under contract. Yes. Unquote. And I think, um, I mean, at a certain point, too, you have a bunch of really fit athletes that are all, 
I guess, are, for lack of a better way to say this, they're all hot. They all have high libidos. They're probably all doing <laughs> things they shouldn't be doing at a certain point. So In Vegas. In Vegas, enjoying their lives. But I, I don't know. I, again, speculation. But I think I think you see that with a lot of these places. And it's, I mean, I'm, you know, you got gym relationships, things that are unhealthy, you know, at a certain point, too. Yeah, but I mean, I would say that underdogs is probably, I mean, I'm looking at our list here. Mm-hmm. It's probably the biggest if not one, uh, maybe one of the biggest of groups of athletes in person. Yes, I think so too. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. I mean, they had to move gyms. Yeah. Um, because they needed more space for more people. So, yeah. yeah, I think there's a big cohort of them there, which is, I mean, I'm sure it's got a lot of pluses and a lot of minuses. So, what do you think about um, for an in person one like that? Like, as opposed to, we'll get to HWPO in a second, mm-hmm. but that's more remote. But, like, kind of when you're the big dog like Daniel Brandon, but then maybe you don't get to pick or choose who, because um, I think there's a little bit of talk like this. I think she said it on the Brute Strength podcast. She basically said, you know, it kind of, Carrie retired, Bethany left, and I was kind of the big, the, the top only, dog yeah. or whatever, and I got no say into what girls came or went, like basically mm-hmm. came in and uh, wasn't asked for any feedback or mm-hmm. anything like that. They started just, backfilling some spots and... Yeah, and not even like running it. Like, by hey, her. are you yeah. cool with so and so? Yeah. Um, I think that's probably a. I mean, it could be a big part of it too, because if you're the top dog, you're the one that's bringing most of the attention to the camp, you know. Um, and you want to be with people. You're these professional CrossFitters. They work out for six, eight hours a day, or they're at the gym. They're not working out the whole time, but they're at the gym. Um, you want to be with people that you vibe with that you mesh with that that you get along with because if not it's like showing up to a job every day and hating what you do you know right and it's like not unprecedented at all for other sports to be like okay this guy's a problem in the locker room Mm -hmm. we kind of got to get rid of him even though he's probably better for the overall team they might be yeah happens all the time like attribute wise Mm -hmm. yeah you see that with all these uh professional leagues all the time so I can see that being an issue and I can see I could also see her being upset that she didn't get a say in that either because She's the one that people are hitching their wagon to, you know. I wonder if her um, there's this is total speculation. There's no like answer, but I wonder if her switching last minute and then doing so well, mm-hmm. still getting fourth place at the games, um, gave some other people that have moved around some confidence to to move around and not backtrack as much. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Danielle did it and still got fourth. Like, maybe I can. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah, it probably maybe. doesn't factor into it as yeah. much, but maybe like subconsciously. Like sub- yeah, I was gonna say like more like subconsciously. I think a lot of the people that moved, um, I guess, kind of makes sense. More sense in my head. Yeah. Those are the people I was expecting. Kind of. Sh- to- should we go through some more of the list? Yeah. Um, well, actually, the other one I was gonna bring up too was this. I guess happened first was um, with Deca Comp was Ellie Turner. Oh yeah. Was with Michelle Latandra, mm-hmm. and then. She just, I don't, we don't know the whole story on this either. <laughs> this is a lot of speculation podcasts, so you're just going to have to live with it, guys. But yeah. um, she went down to train with Justin Medeiros for like a week, and then it became two weeks. And then she just like, after that was, she said after her semifinals, she was just moving back to Washington to train with them. Yeah. And I don't know if it was, you know, there is some part of this that isn't speculation because Medeiros was on the Savan podcast and like okay. told a lot of the yeah. story. 
yeah. Fill uh, me in. Give me yeah. the juice. Yeah, but they're dating. But they're they're dating. They're, they're dating, dating now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a adds a different kind of an element oh, no, in there. You you, sure. you go on a little week vacation, you go down and train with somebody, and then bam, you start dating somebody, and then yeah. that changes it. And that could be going on at underdog athletics mm-hmm. too. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different people in there. A lot of males, a lot of females. Something somewhere somehow is gonna mm-hmm. gonna change the dynamic. And dipping the pen in company yep, ink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do you know anything about the... The story. The story, yeah. Um, Grass is always greener until you yes. have to ink, ink it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of what you basically were saying was mm-hmm. that she went down there for a week and then stayed a little longer, stayed a little longer. Um, I believe... I can't remember. It was basically... Some, he said something to where I think she was staying in the same building or close to him where she didn't have a car, and so he was her ride mm-hmm. to and from like mm-hmm. every day. Right. Mm-hmm. started hitting it off or whatever and then they started dating she ended up like he justin told his parents and everybody and everyone was like okay be careful but yeah go for it and so she ended up just moving down there and it's like full on mm-hmm. and i believe he said that it's just them too like they're not looking for anybody yeah anybody else i mean i could see as long as you can keep the relationship aspect of it i can see that being a good like pairing because you have a male and a female right they're not directly competing against each other but they can still push each other in workouts um and so i can see that being like a good training partner where you're not constantly like battling for the top spot or like oh well obviously guys are gonna be faster on the bike that's fine you know but you can also push each other and justin did say he was very intentionally looking for a female training partner he he said he wouldn't do a male Mm -hmm. because of that same reason yeah yeah i guess but said he wouldn't and um so i I think he was kind of funny about it but he wasn't looking intentionally for a girlfriend but he was looking for a training (laughs) partner ended up so uh, interesting but well, so let's move that along because mm-hmm. uh, let's come back to that because I got I want to bring up and ask you guys about that too, like having too many people in there. Um, that's just two and a male and a female, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, what happens when a training camp gets too big because there's some that are that are adding significant amount of people. Well, there's a couple too that like stand out to me right now. Um, Mayhem. So they definitely mm-hmm. have training groups, right? Yeah. There's a lot of them. They all do the same or similar programming, but a lot of them, I mean, it seems like Haley doesn't, really train with any of them consistently um it seems like there's like the page powers bailey gee and tyler maybe that kind of do their own you know they have their own group and the good thing about mayhem is it's a massive gym they have like three different spaces that they can work out in yeah and so they can all kind of have their own little groups and i think with the team too that probably separated some groups out as well um but i think if you didn't have that you would have a lot of probably issues at a certain point, because Mayhem, they probably had 20 people, yeah. quote-unquote, living there that were yeah. all training for, like, they were all competing at the games. Like, they weren't just training to make the games. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I've heard, then this is interesting, because it seems to be working better than maybe um, just a mass group with only one location. Like, Mayhem has multiple locations, mm-hmm. but Underdogs, maybe, for example, had a lot of people in one location. Um Matt Torres at Brute has talked about how their gym is so small that they can like really only have two games athletes going at one time, mm-hmm. and he does it. He pairs them usually male female, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's like Dallin and Danielle. Yep, and it yeah. seems to be they seem to be working. You know, mm-hmm. when it gets really close to games, they'll do some bring a couple of other yeah. people in. Yeah, um, 
I think with the Mayhem thing too, I'm intrigued to see if Haley's staying with Mayhem this year. That's what everybody is. I like. She hasn't. She hasn't made her way back to Cookville yet. Really? But she, no. I mean, she's posting stuff from um, her home gym, I think, in North Carolina. Gotcha. Um, and that's where all of her posts have been, and like her stories on Instagram and stuff are all there right now. So, but she does have. She has a home in Cookville. Yeah. So she bought a house. Matt, what do you think about this? Haley. Uh, Haley? Yeah. I don't know. I, it depends. I mean, because you know, technically kind of like her coach isn't rich. It's, um, Tasia. It's Tasia. I mean, and I don't know, you know, I don't know. We, we see them a lot. We chat with them. We're friendly with mm-hmm. them. But I mean, when we see them, I mean, is Tasia, how much is Tasia really coaching her or is she really just a, a supported, like an ultra supportive mom friend slash, you know, day of, you know, keep her, keep her, keep her organized, you know, brings her food and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it will, will that, you know, what, what's Tasia going to do now that she's engaged and I think her mm-hmm. fiance is in a different city. I mean, is that going to change the dynamic? Is she going to maybe take more of an active, active coaching role? There could be all different kind of things. You go back to mayhem, you know, rich, potentially not coming back and doing team anymore you know he said he, he's hinted at not doing that but you know i look at him I'm like what are you gonna do man yeah. <laughs> what, like what else are you gonna do um it's like when somebody retires even from you know their career any career like at 65 it's like well you can retire but what, what are you like what are you seriously gonna do during yeah. the day so um you know he's obviously still really fit so will he do that or will he step into a more of a coaching hands on. Uh, yeah hands-on coaching role maybe maybe get a little more organized like some of these other camps where they're doing specific coaches for specific athletes or mm-hmm. just having this like group dynamic that is out there it'll be interesting to see you know how that changes and i think that might trickle down to haley you know as well mm-hmm. and maybe some of the maybe even some of these other ones um like you know because tyler's still out there bailey's still out there you know maybe they maybe rich i don't know steps back and coaches like a super team I, there's all kind mm-hmm. of different things that could happen within that dynamic and i think you know only being a month away from out of the games or you know six weeks or so yeah it's still too early to tell you for sure um yeah i mean i think from a standpoint that Haley probably needs a full-time coach kind of giving her some direction um and even just from a standpoint of it's really hard to tell yourself what to do and it's really hard to work on your weaknesses the things that you're not good at um because it sucks yeah. you know sucks. and it's easier to have someone tell you what you need to do and that's i mean that's for anybody that's why all pro athletes like have coaches yeah. pretty much yeah yeah um and a couple. i, I th- yeah they have multiple coaches yeah and i think you know Haley kind of has some direction but having someone that would be like hey you're really good at machines like you actually just need to do this this and this and you can skip the machines this, this week or not you know but to an extent um, and I think a lot of people lose sight of that. And like I said, it's really hard to train what you suck at. And it's really easy to train what you're good at. I mean, you could give me a handstand push-up workout any day of the week and I'm a happy camper, yeah. so, you know, yeah. but I know I don't need to work on handstand push-ups. So, yeah, I'm definitely reading into this, but I don't know what it was before, if it was different, but she doesn't have mayhem in her like bio or her link tree. Ooh. I don't know if that was, it was there before. It, know, it might yeah. not have been there before, but it's not there. Interesting. It's not there now. I uh, mean, there's yeah. speculation. Usually, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, but I don't think so it's a. Say. I don't think it's a. Hey, it's <laughs> you know, with her her background, with where she came from, how that camp treated her, how she, 
is friends with the family, mm-hmm. you know, that, that background. I don't, yeah. even if she did leave, I don't think it's a, you know, I'm not getting what I need there. I think yeah. it's just maybe okay. that's ran its course and, you know, Rich wasn't training me anyway. It was just me really kind of coming out of, coming out of this, you know, CrossFit teen era, getting me prepared as an individual. Mm-hmm. And now I need to kind of focus on, you know, what that next step is. They say it all the time, coach athlete relationships, like have a, a lifespan. Mm-hmm. A lifespan. Yes. Yeah. Great way to put it. I will say too, you know, this year could have, I've, there's a ton more people that flocked to Cookville this year. And uh, you could see Haley kind of isolating herself more and more from YouTube videos and other things, um, just kind of training on her own or training just with Tasia. And so I think, you know, too, she could not like having that big of a camp. You know, she could be like, I want a smaller environment too. And that could be a yeah. leading force there. Because um, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to train with people that you're competing against every day for the same goal her best friend mal up yeah. at I know. yeah yeah it's quit, so quit avoiding quit it. avoiding hwpa let's talk um, about them yeah so that's a, a huge uh the biggest they brought most some, recent. yeah some big people in but i'm not really surprised about some of them so they let's talk um HWPO, well, so Comtrain used to have Harry Polly, who was one of their head coaches. Um, left last year and left joined. last okay. year in, like, December, said that he was done. Um, and then Sam Quant left in, like, March uh, from Comtrain. And, again, but followed, then you could, followed Hale, er, you could see Harry. that he was followed Harry. And that's, I think, A, I think speaks volumes to Harry because he is an awesome coach. I got some coaching from him when I was um, an individual in 2019 and honestly he was fabulous he knew nice. how to talk to me um, he knew what I needed to work on um, he could he was very good at reading the room and understanding like where the other athletes were where I was understanding that I had a job you know and working me with with that as well um, and so I'm not surprised that you know Sam left to go work with him yeah. because he is a really really good coach um, and you can see from that camp too. So Amanda Barnhart was there uh, at comp train, and she, after the end of the games year, said that she was moving home. Um, and I said, I bet you she's following Harry. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry uh, joined HWPO in July officially, and then they, you know, said that Sam was, or Sam was, you know, being coached by him, whatever. And after the games, they announced Sam and. Amanda's being new athletes for HWPO, which I was not surprised about. I was expecting yeah. that. But the big one is Katrin. Yeah, jeez. Um, and I'm honestly, so I'm not surprised she left um, Yami. I don't know what their programming is. It's called the program. Is it? No, oh. that's. Um, the training program. Or the. Yeah. The training plan. The training yeah. plan. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Or training we're, plan. we're either, it's either right or we're mixing them up between yeah. the. It's the, tra- it's the training okay. plan. Yeah. So, because he's Annie Thor's daughter's coach. Um, yeah. But it seems like he wants to be, like, very in person with his athletes. Um, and Katrin now is a boyfriend and Brooks alike for the past maybe year or so. Yeah. Um, and he's in the U.S. and that's in Iceland. Um, and I think Katrin got her year at home, but she's kind of being drawn to wanting to be close <laughs> yeah. to her boyfriend after a year at home. So, um, not surprised she left his tutelage under whatever. Right. But I was surprised seeing that she went to HWPO. Me too. I was not. That was one I was not expecting. You thought she was going to follow Harry, but not to HWPO. No, I didn't think Catherine was going to follow Harry. Catherine was Harry was never Catherine's coach. Yeah, I know. Ben I, was I, I, that's coach. what I thought you said. Um, I thought she was going to go 
to um i thought potentially train with Medeiros. that was one of my things in my yeah, head because yeah, they're really. on this they're on the west coast together so i was like they wouldn't have to train never, all the time never would have thought of that one but that's that's where my head was <laughs> <laughs> um so that's that one or i thought that she might go to proven depending if tia retires oh uh, yeah because her and Brooke are good friends. They're yeah. all those noble. The three of them are the no, original noble girls, yeah. and you know. So I wouldn't have been surprised if that happened. But I, I was doubt surprised you by would HBCU. see a camp with Tia. Well, that's why I said if she retired, if yeah, Tia yeah. retired. It's interesting too that like we all see these, and we're still waiting for the announcement if she's competing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No she's kidding. Doing a team workout. And team yeah, but that's a team of three girls. Yeah. So we, we have them all yeah. listed out as like Wait. HWP. Go oh, ahead. sorry. I just wanted to comment on the team of three. So Danielle, who one of the girls at our gym, who doesn't follow anything CrossFit. You can give her a lot of these big names and she has no idea. You're like, who's that? But she's like full-blown into CrossFit herself. The other day she texted me. She's like, did you see Tia's going team next year? <laughs> and I was like, no. I was like, it's it's not next year. It's just for competition in like yeah. November. But. She didn't say she wasn't going to compete next year in that video. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was like tiptoeing around, like yeah. maybe next year. She, I think yeah. she straight up said that. Like, yeah. So, anyways, I just think it's an interesting thing to point out that we have them all listed as their brands, like Brute, HWPO, Comtrain, the program, mm -hmm. blah blah blah. When it's clearly like a lot of these athletes are following their coach. Yes. Like, correct. Harry Pal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that. So, but some, so some of these things, I think they follow very like similar workouts every day and just little things are like tool you know tool to them or whatever and then some of them i think they all do their own thing so yeah i think there's yeah. Yeah. goes both ways you know and just like i mean pat fellner is like really like he, he obviously that's in the deca camp mm -hmm. deca comp program but he's like my coach is michelle and like there's just that's totally natural but like some of the people are like oh these look at all these people leaving comp train and it's mm -hmm. like well you know, if Harry was still at Comtrain, they'd probably still be there. Yes, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I, it looks like Chandler Smith is staying with Comtrain. Yeah. Um, he's, like, they're doing a Comtrain camp in, like, uh, six weeks or something, and he's their special guest. And um, But I think, too, like, you know, his fiance's there, and they have a somewhat life there. And I wouldn't be surprised, actually, to see them go team. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, Maybe Chandler, not, not I like Chandler Smith is going to go individual, I think, again next year yeah. for redemption. But I think, like, um, I could see Jesse Smith and some of the other, like, Tori Dyson and get a couple guys out there and put together, like, a super team. I could see that. That yeah. would be kind of, I think that'd be fun, actually. You know, the one camp we don't have on here is uh, Kilo trained. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was just actually thinking about that. Because <laughs> I was yeah. like, Laura Horvath, when we were talking about DECA, I got. Yeah. No, oh, not, no, oh, no, not no, Kilo. That's no, I was uh, Kilo. I was like, yes. kind of kept his Colton. And yeah, them. Colton. Um, that's Does not he officially really hold him out as right uh, now? It's like an online programming. Yeah, period. and, and I, th I think. Um, but, but Ben, are you talking about Laura? Yeah, because she's with Ben, ben Smith. Smith. Yeah. What's that? Krypton. Yeah. Yes. Krypton. Sorry, I got yes. the K's mis mixed yeah. up. What's the and then uh, what's the one bottom left? <laughs> the system. Oh yeah, the, the system, system too. Let's talk about the system. I mean the system. They're, they're pretty. I mean, they are the epitome of consistency. Agreed. But, you know, I mean, they brought on a new athlete, maybe McKenna. We just don't know yet. Um, 
but you know so they're pretty stable with their athletes you know it's a two-day week program fridays and saturdays and it's, <laughs> it's really been i mean it's been launching athletes to the a tier yes to the to the a tier it's launching them into the top one uh, percent but maybe not the top 0.01%. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, when you it's look at me when you the 64th look percentile. There you go. <laughs> Teddy's crushing it. When you look at the bar uh, graph. Let's say that the system is Matt's programming. <laughs> <laughs> Which, let's, like, that's, and I mean, this is a joke. I mean, Matt doesn't have a program. He's not putting it out there, but he does program every Friday and Saturday for us at the gym and helps with a lot of people to figure out what they want to do, need to do throughout the week. But, um, is this a, is this a joke to you? <laughs> it's the best is this part a of the joke week. To you? <laughs> it is Fridays and Saturdays. Anyone wants to come hang out, but that's like your favorite thing to do is yes. to program and to put things together and, and like James, have your, James can attest to his, his level, level of, uh, Increasing volume over the I went past from couple. like twenty seven thousand to four thousand. See, yeah, I know. Look Damn. at those statistics. Yeah, stats, yeah. percentages. Yeah, we work on percentages. I mean, even <laughs> like if system. you look at like Morgan went from like whatever to like five hundred or a thousand, you know, yep. like four thousand to a thousand. Like that's a big direct that's correlation a, to system. Very hard, system people don't realize training. that's a very hard jump to make. So, <laughs> so anyway. The second part of what we were talking about was, and if you guys, you, you can spin back here in a second, but you were talking about like hard work, uh, yeah, hard work pays mm -hmm. off and comp train and all that leaving and stuff like that. And I was joke, we're joking about the system, but it's, you know, the second part of that tier is, you know, when you get, you know, you see somebody like, uh, it doesn't, you pick it, doesn't matter. Throw a dart, hit an athlete that announced that they were training and you go to the comments in the <laughs> Facebook mm -hmm. or um, Inst yeah. Instagram article and it's all people that are like, man, comp trains lost it. <laughs> or, I, I, we our our affiliate switched to hard work paid off or the man <laughs> yeah. or to oh, we switched to brood and we're so much fitter now. It's like, dude, shut up. It's like I, that drives me you cheer, just because they programmed sixty thrusters on Wednesday and you programmed seventy five program thrusters. Program seventy five thrusters on Friday. It's there's only so many ways you can slice and dice this. Not saying that anybody's any worse or better, but it's like this is a totally different conversation when you have athletes yes. directly working with a coach, and then you. But it all. But when to the untrained eye, they compare that mm -hmm. to you know the the program that's out there, and it's like oh, comp train's dead. I mean, if you go and look at their program, and their program is fantastic. Yeah, it is. And I have a theory on comp train. Okay. And that theory Fire is away. if you look at all those camps that have one-on-one -on -one coaches with athletes, so that's kind of taking out mayhem. Mm -hmm. um, comp train is on the list is by far the, the oldest. Mm -hmm. And what I've said earlier and we kind of agreed on is that athletes and coaches have lifespans. Yeah. And so their athletes have been together with their coaches for much longer than even underdogs has been around, been around. you know yeah. oh underdogs so, has only been around for three years right yeah. yeah and so to think um it makes sense that they're having the highest turnover right now mm -hmm. i guess and like these other camps haven't even it's like oh well you don't see that happening at hwpo and it's like well it hasn't even been around yeah, well, it's like he's only had two athletes yeah. like you can't yeah. you can't even say anything about and that so i think that's why comp train i i agree with you um you know, and like, there is something to be said. Like, I actually like comp train programming, and I did, but 
after you do it for so long, if it doesn't switch up or you just feel like you're doing the same thing, um, it's, you know, at a certain point, it's time to move on a little yeah. bit and just test out the water somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, even for your own mental, you know, mental fortitude, you know, just like, hey, you know, I, I want to engage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not engaged right now. If, if I do something mm -hmm. different, maybe it, uh, or they approach it a different angle, yep. maybe it'll, I'll be able to be engaged a little bit better. Well, Could be anything like that. That was one of the reasons. I mean, A, I was on Mayhem's team, Independence. <laughs> But be like, I want to be a team athlete, more or less, and like Mayhem programs really well for team, right? Yeah. So, which makes sense because their yeah. team is dominated for so long. You know, it's interesting though, people that aren't on this, um, when you say comp train, you know, they're the longest standing, but like Misfit is completely, we didn't That's even true. like talk about Misfit, yeah. right? But they, uh, they've been around for a while as well, and they had, you know, their, their two main coaches split up, and you've got Jump Ship and misfit oh, oh yeah, yeah. training think tank, tank uh invictus i mean there's a lot of different yeah. programs out there yeah. you got outlaw still out there i mean if you look outlaw at the gym still out there, <laughs> still out there. Rudy. so you got i mean that's what we did i mean just look yeah. at a gym i mean this again this is a gym affiliate i keep going back to gym affiliate like we, at st louis we first did we combined skill wide and weightlifting wide and we put those two together for programming then we went to outlaw then we went to invictus then we went to Oh man, there was like another. So mm -hmm. that's like three, or three or yeah. four right there. I mean, it's just like every year somebody's like, you know, this one's better. We went. It was. It was at the end of the day. Somebody went in and looked at the whiteboard. It was the same. Yeah. It was the same thing. It's. Well, it's not that you can't compare those two. And for your everyday athlete that just wants to go in and get a workout in in the hour. Yeah. Training, like that. That you really can only do so many different things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You you like for your top athletes that are spending four or five hours at the gym, you can change things up because you have time to do that. But when yeah. you've only got an hour long class, you can only reinvent the wheel so many different right. ways. It's it, it's the it's the and old ultimately adage. those people are just going there to get a workout in. You yeah. know, like you get out what you put in. Correct. I mean, so if somebody's, you know, I, we talk about this every once in a while with somebody in the gym, it'll be like, I'm following this because it fits me. I'm like, dude, you literally, if you put 110% effort into any program we write up there, you're, you're going to be, you're going to get a heck of a lot mm -hmm. better and, and, and improve. Yeah. So, I mean, this is eons above this, like these, these mm -hmm. high level athletes getting direct, coaching access to work on their weaknesses and things like that this is completely different but totally i just want to make that because yeah. it's i get so frustrated reading the comments i always <laughs> tell teddy teddy do not comment <laughs> on anything written in there I'm and like, i please. i find myself like reading these comments going i just want to yeah I, i'm like I'm, i start even sometimes i'll catch myself don't like typing it. something up I'm like that, 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 that. don't do that delete it <laughs> create a burner so i think it's interesting too that like um some of these programs are so like underdog all their top athletes are together but like the hard work pays off crew everyone's going to be Burn separated yeah. and doing their own thing um and i think that comes down to an athlete preference preference too do you want someone to train with you every day or do you just want to be in your own bubble what works best for you i think there's a, i think there's a couple things one cost um moving all these high level athletes you, you know you're not going to get all of these athletes you know these athletes are working off of sponsorships and mm -hmm. so you, now you're going to have to move not only move them provide housing for them pay them while you're there mm -hmm. um hope that they reap some type of reward <laughs> yeah. to get payment back right it was some kind of uh winnings to to, to kind of yep. pay that back um 
But I think it's kind of keeping these athletes separate also. Mal is in Vermont. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't know. We could have an agreement where she's like, yeah, you know, if you want to expand your business, expand it all you want. But this is my this is my home turf. You know, yeah. so you got you. you This is where I play. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever the heck you want with uh, any other athletes that are out there and hire all these coaches. But this is this yeah. is where we're going to be. If you want to do a camp in here, fine. But on the day to day, when I'm walking in here Monday through Friday, this is my this is my land. Yeah. So, you know, you've got a couple different levels that are out there. Plus, you know, you potentially like like you said, we might have Catherine 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 moving back. <laughs> so she does. Does she want to necessarily live in Vermont? No, she wants to move where she, she's mm-hmm. you know expanding, getting a little older, expanding her life, wanting to move with her, with, with her boyfriend. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Amanda moving back to. She said she wanted to move back to how to be closer to family, remote coaching. You know, yeah. she's not going to move to Vermont. You know, move mm-hmm. back from Boston and then go to Vermont. Yeah, I don't see that being a positive. Um, and then Sam was same or Sam same with he Sam. Is, where is he at? He's in Washington too. Isn't yeah, he? is he up, upstate? Yep, I yeah. believe Washington State. Yep. Yeah. So um, same thing though, but he's got. A I mean, son Turi, and, you know, obviously. Yeah, Turi. I don't. She'd be the one I at Iceland. potentially I could see. I don't. I don't know her and her story well enough, yeah. but she'd be one that I could potentially see moving somewhere. Potentially. Yeah. Maybe. But, Maybe. But like Matt said, Mal might be like, "Nope, this is my land. No one else is. No other women are allowed to play." Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, I think it's part of the sales pitch is that hey, you know, we can work you live where you li- want to mm-hmm. live you know you have your own life there because you've got you know you know if you dedicate four to six hours with us every day you know you've got 18 to 20 hours you spend that wherever mm-hmm. you want we're going to give you 110 percent you know of, of our attention as much as we can remotely and then you know whatever two three four times a year we're going to put camps together we bring in and bring in everybody in and and kick it a little ass locally but yeah but the sales pitch is you get all this intensive training mm-hmm. and coverage and you can live your life wherever you want yeah it'll be interesting to see if we're done with all the musical chairs or not my guess is there's still, I think some there's still some, still some going still some pieces i will left. say you know interesting thing too brew is a very um they have a group in florida but then they also had a group outside of florida and all those people seem to be moving to florida yeah like uh yeah. sagafi's moving danielle brandon's moving there um i think there is a guy too that was moving uh seth works with um seth in our gym underdog. works with underdog and he had a he works with a guy out of florida so i'd be i've chatted with him recently but i'd be interested to know what his uh, you know kind of how that affiliation works mm-hmm. um i think it, like, he explained is, it to me he explained it to me first uh, um that all the coaches in Las Vegas, I think, were bit were like busy, yeah. so they get they give him a referral to this guy, and he hit it off and started mm-hmm. training with him. So I'd be interested to see kind of how that works. He might have some input on that. Yeah, because and I mean Seth is a fabulous athlete, but he's not like knocking on that like game store yet. So mm-hmm. from a standpoint of underdog, the top coaches in LA were like or not or Las uh, Vegas were like. Hey, you're not at our caliber yet, but this guy, you know, see if he'll work with you. So Matt DeLugos is in Florida right now with Noah Olson. Yeah, I saw that. With who? Mm-hmm. With Noah Olson. Think he's gonna stay at TTT? Olson? Noah? I think so. I don't. Yeah. There's uh, what's his what's his upside to moving this this late in his career when he's had such a great relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, think I mean, you know, wouldn't sh- I guess nothing would shock me at this point. Anybody yeah. moving, but what what would the advantage be? Yeah, I mean, he does so much stuff. At his home gym too, and mm-hmm. you know, so that could be Delugos leaving yeah. Underdog. Yeah, 
That's, that's where my mind went. Like it'd be Delugos going down and testing out team workouts with no with, uh, with no Olsen to yeah, do, a, do a super team. Although for that it, isn't that a huge height difference? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't, who's yes. a tall one? Delugos is tall, yeah, right? Six, yeah. Six, yeah. Noah Olsen and Noah is shorter than me, I think. So I would say that's not a good worm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there. But that's not a good worm situation. Yeah. So. All right. Anyways, just some interesting things to think about. Lots yeah. of news. Yeah. There'll be a lot Not of. Uh, this probably is all factual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have done yeah all of our all of our all research. of our speculation. You know, hearing a couple of rumors yeah. here and there. But I don't think we're done. I think there's probably a couple. Like yep. you said, a couple more moves be interesting i mean we're still what are we at like not even mid-september yet I mean, it's literally like technically off season less it's a month plus like three days since right. the game so there's a lot of things yeah, people, that can happen there's people that haven't even started most people, working out i was gonna say most people yet. are just starting like this week to get back in the gym maybe we'll revisit this topic yeah all right all right thanks for hanging out see you